Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 19th day of November. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. Oh, you hear this? Hey, you go over there bopping the Millie yeah. the Millie. Yeah, you, you know what, though? I, I, I'll never forget them coming on Soul Train. Okay. And, and Don Cornelius tried to interview him, and he couldn't speak English. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. Whenever I hear him, I'm like, and you know, Don come out there, you know, try to interview yeah. him. What's up, brother? What's up, you know? <laughs> And I don't, I don't like, Victor up there. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, yeah. I played it because today was the day them dudes got their Grammy snatched. They, yeah. got, they got their Grammy snatched. Yeah. For this, on this day, 1990, uh, stripped of the Grammy Award for that song, which you found out it was yeah. not them. Yeah. So we do that for you. And also, top of the hour. I, fig- I figured out long before that. Like I said, when the Soul Dream appearance, that, that did it for me. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Georgia. Morning. Good morning to Doraville. Oh, Doraville. Yeah. Outstanding. This get a chance to throw that out at there. the at the end of the rail for now. Yeah. Why yeah. do you think they stop? Well, I know why they stop. You know why they stop now. Yeah, we know why they stop. But you know that there there is more property on the other side of the interstate. Really? Because that's still DeKalb County. Okay. Yeah. What are they gonna do with it? If you're sitting there, been sitting there collecting dust for the last forty years. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do with it. But I'm just saying that's that's but but for in for now. That big studio out there was third rail. Oh yeah. Big yeah, studio yeah, that is opened yeah. out there. Yeah. It, that's gonna be interesting to see too, the construction that continues building these studios mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Uh, with everything coming back here. You know, it was on this day, and we talked about a couple on of things. On this day. On this day. On this day. Now this day. one I'm not going to treat lightly because people should know this. Yes. Gettysburg Address was delivered. Okay. Yeah. Say it again out loud. Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address on this date. On this date. And for those of you who don't know, you need to get to Google. Hey, man. And if you can't remember all of it, just remember the first line. (laughs) Right? That's all you got to remember. Happened on this day, 1863. Four score, seven years ago. Yeah. Boss Tweed was convicted on this day. Y'all know about Boss Tweed and and Tammany Hall? Ah. (laughs) 
not exactly Mayor Daley Chicago back in the 50s no, and 60s. No, no, But it was the precursor for it. Um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It's good. It premiered on this day. On the, on Y'all haven't seen that. Jack. On this day, a lot of people you would not believe got their early roles in this. Christopher Lloyd, as in Doc Brown from, and he looked nothing like, you know, what you would think he'd look like. But he was in this movie, Danny DeVito. In fact, I think that's where the Danny DeVito, Jack Nicholson, yeah, kind of kind of came together. Yeah. They met on this movie. On this movie, anyway, Michael Douglas was the produ- one of the producers of this movie. This is 1975, did, did and he was already producing. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, let's get on out of here on this one. Uh, today was the day that CBS banned. <laughs> this was too stupid. They banned the Calvin Klein ad, featuring Brooke Shields. Whoa. Yep. They banned a, a, an ad, a Calvin Klein commercial, from running with a very young Brooke Shields, in the way it was shot. You have to go back and look at the commercial. Okay. And they thought that was, you know, a number of things, you know. Exploiting the youth, all that other stuff. So, yeah, they canceled. That was a big thing. Mm. Uh, anyway, man, listen, yesterday's football action, everybody that you expected did. I mean, they had a little struggle, but the teams that were supposed to get it done got it done. Yeah. And everything is set up nicely for next week. We don't think Georgia's going to have any hiccups against Georgia Tech. And the game that everybody's going to be focusing on for the most part is what's going on up there in Ann Arbor. We'll be doing that. But, I mean, some of the other teams that are in contention got some concerns. And one is the one in Tallahassee, and for good reason. Right. I mean, you, yeah. the, the quarterback yeah. suffers a severe injury in the game last night, and uh, you wonder if they can be anywhere near that same team without him. I mean, they're still undefeated. Um, they still got the game with Florida coming up. You know, you don't want to hiccup against them. You still got your ACC championship game to go. But if they are able to get through those two games undefeated, you're going to be doing with a backup quarterback. Uh, that's in the, the playoffs, and that's the question. Does does that leapfrog Washington? If everybody wins out, do you, as a committee member, put Washington ahead of of, of uh, Florida State? Well, that's that's the thing. If they're undefeated, yeah. If they're if, if everything stays the same, Florida State going in when they're choosing between these two teams as the fourth team for the playoffs. Yeah, one's using a backup quarterback, one's not. And do they take that into consideration? Well, you're assuming you're assuming everything else stays on track, and that, yeah. Georgia, yes, and that, yes, yes. that Georgia beats Alabama. Yes, yes. If Alabama beats Georgia, that changes the whole. Oh yeah, well, there's a lot of things that change. I'm talking. We're, we're talking about the injury though, right now. How that takes possibly Florida State out of it. Man, on senior night, Danny got gave his flowers to his mama and all that, or his family. I don't know who all was there, but that night and for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and watch your baby get carried off the field yeah. like that. Now yeah. he's okay. Yeah, but well, he's not not okay. I, I mean, mean, he's he's he, 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 yeah, he's not playing. Okay. Yeah, put that way, he won't play. Um, but yeah, that's a tough spot for Florida State. Tough spot for the ACC. They were hoping that still, you know, they have a team this year. And we're not saying that, that it can't happen now, but it's just going to be a little difficult with their starting quarterback out uh, after that uh, severe leg injury in the game last night against North Alabama once again. You playing the cupcake. You can bite the cupcake. The cupcake bites you. <laughs> you know. Now they won the game. They came back and they ran them right. off the field. But but the but North Alabama was leading at yeah, the time. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. I saw that. Yeah, early on. They were up in this game, and so you know, like, and for those of you who don't know, you know, some some teams played cupcakes. You know, this week because they got big games with rivals next coming week. up next week. So you know, Alabama played played the mocks. They played Tennessee Chattanooga. Yeah, because next week they got Auburn. It's a big game. Auburn played New Mexico State, and New Mexico State beat, uh, beat them. 
You know, it came down. That's a long way to come from Mexico to come yeah. down to Auburn. First of all, I'm trying to think. I guess you fly into Montgomery, and then you drive them back roads or whatnot to get you back up in there to play the game at Auburn now, because that's that's the thing. Auburn is Auburn is kind of one way in and one way out. Once you, you get in there and play your game, and then there's a bunch of traffic getting in and out of the place. I heard that's the same way with getting to with Happy Clemson. Valley. With, with Clemson. What, what, well, well, up, up at, up Penn, at uh, State. Penn State too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a number of colleges that that, that are, are that are that way. Blacksburg, that was Even another that, one I heard. Um, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. I'm mean, yep. That probably sounds about right. I've never been there before. Oh, okay. You know, but I heard um, that's kind of crazy for night games up there. Yeah, that's all I've you know. Yeah, but I mean, there. but getting out and whatnot afterwards. Uh, but New Mexico State get it. I understand that that check is like over a mil, almost two million bucks. They come and play that game. Plus they beat them. So I mean that's the thing. Do you do you want the Auburn job? I mean, Hugh Freeze is there, but what can he do as long as Saban's in, 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 in down the road? You take the job and hope he retires next year or the year after, but then he keeps hanging around. Like, that, 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 that's like the thing. Leads. That's the thing. You know, whoever gets the Auburn job, you're gonna you you to me you're on a short leash as long as Saban's in in the state. Then here's the question. Yep. Forget about Auburn. Who wants the Texas A&M job? That's with, a difficult job. Scenario, That's a difficult the, job too, because Texas is ready to roll right now. Uh-huh. Texas is really ready to roll. They're going to come into the SEC. I predict next year they're going to come in hot, you know, and and they're going to come in ready. Texas A and M, in so many ways, that's Texas A and M's worst nightmare, right? They have these guys come into the conference where you've been, had a chance to establish yourself, and and possibly be in the upper tier of this conference, and you're not. And here comes Texas in right now. They're going to come in with some thunder, right? Who wants that job? You know who wants who wants that gig. You know it's one of the great gigs in in in, in college football. Well, you know who Texas they're gonna A&M. call first, and there's a possibility, just if nothing else, to upset the apple cart. Urban Meyer. You think so? I absolutely believe so. I don't think you, Urban Meyer, Texas. I say he'll take it, but he listen. A chance for him to get back in, for him to to. I don't know this dude and his ego. We know it's off the charts, but maybe not having that lasting taste of Jacksonville permeate throughout the football world and him getting another shot, and especially if he does it up against uh, Nick, if he does it up against whoever, Kirby in that, in that conference. I don't know if he wants, that kind, that's, of, that's he wants that kind of pressure because now you talk about – because the big thing you talk about, you know, Kirby and Nick is not so much the X's and O's, it's the recruiting. Mm-hmm. you got to recruit that well. That, that's what allows them to be who, who they are. You can draw X's and O's great. You know, you can be Vince Lombardi drawing up. If you ain't got the players to run it, that's the thing. And, and not just the player front line, but a second string and a third string capable of doing the same thing. That's what we're looking at with Georgia. That's what we're looking at at Alabama. Uh, and so Texas A&M, how far away are they from having that? Because there are a bunch of guys about to hit the transfer portal out there now. I say Urban because he knows how to coach SEC football. You got to coach. You got to recruit, though. He Again, I say he knows how. If this stuff – happened to Ohio State that's happening to Michigan right now while he was still up there, he wouldn't know what to do because they don't have those problems in the SEC that they have up there in the Big Ten. You know, everybody knows what they're doing. What's the phrase, the first thing I heard when I moved here to Georgia? You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Right? They just got caught and they had a bunch of other idiots up there. <laughs> I, love the, I love the fact that the one thing I've heard that I never heard before out of uh, the SEC, when there was all these transgressions going on and this happened and that happened, was an Uncle T, a booster named Uncle oh, yeah. <laughs> Uncle T. Yeah, everybody got one of them. Yeah, I'm saying, but he got one caught. Of, one, one, one or two or three. 
Uh, one, one team, another team uh, is no longer undefeated. James Madison lost yesterday. How did he not get elected? Hey, man, Appalachian, Appalachian State, dude. Appalachian State. And, you know, that's, that's it. They, they're playing like Appalachian State again. They're kind of like Alabama. They got off to a wobbly start to start the season. As the season go, goes on, they're Appalachian State. And you don't want to play them. Do you, you asked me about them. How come they are the ones that all they're like they are the college football with like the roulette table is gambling. You lose and lose and lose and lose and lose. And there was about bam, you will hit. Yeah, you know and what it's I mean? It's a big one. That, that that that's them. And so they they went up to James Madison and spoiled the party. Game day was up there yeah, and everything for James. But James Madison had been appealing and appealing to be allowed to to uh to go to postseason play. And NCAA was saying, no, they're not going to back down from that. I mean, because you got more schools that are making that transition right now. I think over in Alabama, Jacksonville State was possibly trying to do the same thing uh, coming up from the from the FCS level to FBS level. And so for that nice record now at 10-1, and one, um, you know, they're going to get to watch what everybody else does. I guess they got one more game. But, um, you know, Appalachian State just comes in and just swallows the fun. I think they got Georgia. I think that's who Georgia Southern has next. Is uh is that is Appalachian State to round out the schedule? Georgia State has Old Dominion next week, but interesting times. So uh, one less undefeated team uh, taken out of the mix of James Madison. So Georgia apparently is not going to celebrate. You know if they beat Georgia Tech next week. No, they, they got some work to do. Well, <laughs> that's true. They no do. man, they, they don't. They, no, they don't celebrate that. But you, the, the thing of it is, do you know? You know, do you? And, and I'm sure Coach Smart's going to let that happen. You look past. Next week, because right now, you know, there are pictures. Garrett and, you know, Garrett Chapman, y'all follow me, GCHAP ATL, our, our colleague here. Uh, of course, he covers Georgia Tech, and he got pictures of Georgia Tech players lighting cigars last night. You know, <sighs> I mean, you it's a ball game for the first time since I 2018. Get I get it. I get it. First time since 2018, oh, oh. Georgia Tech is going to a bowl game. We don't know which one, but, you know, they're ready to pack their bags and go, and they brought out cigars. Last God bless them. Yes, God, absolutely. God bless them. Absolutely. But what I was getting at is yeah. that Georgia has now, they, they've tied the SEC's all-time winning streak at 28. And yeah. so they're saying, Kirby's saying, we're not going to celebrate, meaning next week if they beat. No, you know, I mean, the, the, that's, Tech, that's, that's something else out they're there. They're not doing it. Yeah. So, but like I said, it's the golden age of Georgia football. You, you know. said that earlier. It is. It is, it is, it is. You know, it's nothing happened. Nothing that happened in the 40s. Nothing that happened in the 80s. Uh, compares to what's happening right now. And that right one now. year with Herschel don't count. Compared and to I this. said it doesn't count. It it does, but it's it not does, compared to this. They're not compared to this. All right. My goodness. We're gonna switch gears to talk a little NFL. Talk about the Falcons. We have got uh, Miles Garrett, Fox Five, joining us next. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game com. Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, nineteenth day of November. We reached out to College Park, Razzleton, Panthersville, Vinings, and Dorville. The special mentions this morning at the top of each hour. we got a four-hour show that we've had. We ain't had that in a while. We're going to do it again on Thursday for you. Thanksgiving, we will be here Friday morning. Well, it's still kind of the holiday. You can celebrate it. Mr. Crenshaw has his Friday night high school scoreboard show, so that means that morning I will be working with Jason Longshore. And my education of soccer continues. Yeah, man. So look, <laughs> looking forward um, to that. <sighs> I'm trying to think here. What haven't I mentioned? Man, there's a lot of folks with birthdays today for me. Patty Hearst. She got freed to, on this day. Okay. Y'all know the Patty Hearst story? You need to Google it. I don't have time to get into it. But Patty Hearst, newspaper heiress. Mm-hmm. By the way, have you ever driven by that house, the Hearst Castle? I heard about it. Oh! You're going up the Pacific Coast Highway? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's incredible. 
Anyway, she was freed. Her bail was $15 million. Wow. $15 million. Mm. That's what happens when we know how much your daddy make. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, of course, pending the appeal of the bank robbery, which started all this. Uh, Dwight Gooden was named the youngest rookie of the year, nationally rookie of the he year. He's had a birthday. This is, well, and yes, we he didn't just mention, had one. And yeah. we didn't mention our birthday today. We had a celebration last night. Well, I was going to get uh, that. Was that was next? You like we're okay. here. That's well, cool. Well. But we got a guest on here. Do we want to? Let's save that for next. All right, because we'll have more time to elaborate into it. But we got to bring Miles on here. Miles Garrett, Fox Five. Good morning, buddy. How are you? Morning. Good morning. Great. The Top Gun theme to start us off today. Well, I did that for a reason. Uh, a girl that you were probably in love with for a while. I don't know how you feel about her now, but she was that girl that probably made you a bit weight in the knees. Meg Ryan. Who was in that? Movie? Oh yeah, I was more I, I was more of a Kelly McGillis guy in, in that movie, but okay. uh, yeah, Meg Meg Ryan when Harry met Sally, you can't go wrong. Turns sixty two today. Really, Meg Ryan, and so that's the reason we played that for you. Anyway, that's not why you called, Miles. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, guys. How you guys been? We're doing fine, and and I say that, and I know it's kind of redundant, but still, on, on a day where they're not playing, but you think about what you'd like to see happen with this Falcons team. What are your thoughts? Well, it's been a weird season, hasn't it? Um, and certainly not where uh, you expected this team to be uh, at this point of the season, especially at the bye week, uh, kind of playing musical chairs with quarterbacks now. Desmond Ritter looking like he's going to be back under center now, according to Ian Rappaport. But, um, yeah, no, you've, you've got a game against the Saints now this week that uh, is still very winnable. The division's still up for grabs, but uh, – this losing streak that you've had against very winnable teams uh, is something that is very concerning, of course. Yep. Uh, spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Miles Garrett. He's social. You can find him at Miles Garrett TV, at Miles Garrett TV. Seeing something here uh, from Michael Rothstein this morning that the Falcons are planning to go back with Desmond Ritter uh, as the starting quarterback, the 12. Um, you expecting that? Yeah, I would expect that. Um, I've said that the last couple of weeks, um, just given how the last few weeks have gone with Taylor Heineke under center, I think it was always sort of a given unless that Taylor Heineke, you know, went on this crazy run, this crazy good run with the Falcons, that it would be going back to Desmond Ritter. I don't think Taylor has done anything to sort of separate himself. I think Desmond's ceiling is a little bit higher than Taylor. I think we kind of know what Taylor Heineke is as a quarterback at this point. I do think he is one of the high-end backups in this league, and I think he was a very good signing when Terry Fontenot made a move to get him to be that backup. But uh, at this point, seeing what both quarterbacks can do, I do think it is a better move to have Desmond as that guy going forward because of his upside, because of his youth, and you know what we already know from Taylor Heineke, what he can do under center. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think, and this is just me, I think that the teams are going to know what the Falcons are going to be moving forward. Because if, if Desmond's getting back in there, chances are he's going to be handcuffed a bit. They're going to want, not want him throwing the ball as much as they used to and using one of the most electric backs the NFL has. And so they're going to key on the running game a lot more. So I guess these first few games coming back, Desmond's going to have to at least appear to be somebody who can manage a game. That's my thoughts. That's true. That's true. But I think the last couple of weeks, we've also seen the passing game at least try to open up more, and it still didn't really work, per se. I think that was especially evident in the, the Vikings game, where Taylor Heineke kind of was let loose and, and could throw the ball, and the results were 
kind of relatively similar to what we've seen. You know, maybe the numbers weren't similar, but the result was the same as far as what we've seen from Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. So all that being said, I think it's really important to emphasize what exactly went wrong with Desmond Ritter. I think they were very correctable mistakes that he was making from the turnover side. Uh, I think the issue with him was that he was making those correctable mistakes over and over. So hopefully this two-week or three-week rather reset that we've gotten from him uh, is sort of what he needed. Um, you know, this is a team that's kind of in free fall right now. You want to see them bounce back because they need to bounce back quickly in order to uh, right this ship. But, uh, yeah, four and six for three years in a row is definitely not what many people thought for this team coming into this season. Uh, the fact that we're in the division that we're in, that's something to give people some optimism. Uh, you want to say we're the, you want to be the best or the worst, but that still gets you your ticket into the postseason if you can uh, run the table and beat the people that are out there for you in your division. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the division won't stay bad like this forever. The NFL has a league filled with parity, and, you know, all it takes is a new head coach, a new quarterback, a new system to really reset that very quickly. But that was why we thought the Falcons would kind of take control of this division this year because they have consistency at head coach now. They have a roster now. or It appeared that way. They had a roster that was sort of ready to win. You signed guys like Calais Campbell, Jesse Bates, David Onyemata, all these guys who are proven veterans in this league who have, you know, they, they, they want to play for winners. They don't just sign for a team for nothing. Calais Campbell said that, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's once he's signing for teams that, that want to win. Then you have an offense filled with just these stars that for some reason haven't been used. So considering all of those different factors, this is a team that should be winning this division. So it's been sort of puzzling why they haven't been able to separate themselves. Hey, I want to ask you something, Miles, because I know you would know the particulars of this before I get into what I want to actually talk to you about. Uh, earlier in the season, the Falcons um, had a bright light. Is it shined? Is that the word? How you say shine? Shined? Yeah, yeah. Okay, shined on them. Shown. Shown, okay. Because of them not disclosing everything in the minds of some about the injury to B. John Robinson. Okay. Do you remember that? And what came of that, if you remember? Nothing in particular. The Falcons were pretty quiet about it. Uh, we spoke to Bijan Robinson about that post game and Arthur Smith and everybody, and they were adamant that you know they they had there was nothing new to really share. I guess per se, it was kind of a puzzling situation because Bijan Robinson said it was bothering him the night before, which in turn would make you assume that it must be an injury report thing, but. Um, it, it basically the, the understanding was he was dealing with some migraines. Um, and, you know, as a migraine patient myself, I certainly know how difficult that can be, okay. especially <laughs> playing tackle football. But, uh, um, yeah, no, it, it, the, our understanding was he tried, Bijan really wanted to make it seem like he could get out there and they wanted to play it safe with him in that game. Now, okay. what, whether, whether the specifics of that were to put him on the injury report, I'm not quite sure, but that was our understanding okay. of it. The reason I asked is because of what's going on right now with, with, with Cincinnati. You know what's going on, okay? This whole Joe Burrow yeah. thing, and apparently he was injured before the game, and there's footage of that, you know, that he was walking around with this cast on his hand or a wrap on his hand that showed that he went into this game you know, with this with this injury, and they didn't disclose it. I say that because we live in a world right now where everybody's partnered with gambling. And if you've not heard, and I want to say this for our audience too, 
the guy who owns uh, Barstool Sports, he is filing a class action suit against the Bengals in the NFL for lying about the injury. He wrote this on social media. He says, there's no way I'd put $100,000 down if I knew Joe Burrow was injured going into the game. Not only that, and then Adam Schefter comes out and says, yeah, the NFL is, is investigating why the Bengals didn't list Joe Burrow. You got people putting bets down on a lot of money thinking everybody's cool going into these games and that they hold that back. We're going to find out how this plays out. I don't know if you heard this story, but I wanted to get your thoughts on where we are right now in 2023 where something like this could happen. Yeah, I heard this story, and you know, I did see the footage of of Joe Burrow supposedly having that uh, that brace on his hand pregame. And you're right; it's it's a very tricky situation and, and sort of new territory, really, because there's not really a precedent for this. It's kind of we're taking things week by week and really season by season now with how this sports gambling thing is going, and you know, with the amount of money now that's being invested, and really the amount that is being advertised with this, the NFL partnering with, you know, different sites and, you know, how strict they are with players gambling, you know, with Calvin Ridley situations and their suspensions and all that kind of stuff. It's a really weird precedent that we don't really know how it's supposed to go quite yet, for lack of a better term. So all that being said, I do think there is a point to how much money is being invested in it you're going to have to disclose information like that now if you're going to partner with these different gambling sites and different, you know, forums that having you're having people invest money like that because that's how it goes now. If you're going to make that legal, then I do think there has to be a precedent of allowing people to know what they're getting into because you can't have people investing that kind of money and figuring out there were things being hidden behind closed doors. I, I, I'm not much of a gambler myself, but I would think that that's gambling 101 as far as letting folks know that it's not rigged. Yeah, uh, that's very important stuff, very important stuff. Folks spending time with Miles Garrett, wrapping up with him. Great to have you. Always great talking Falcon stuff. Talk a little bit of Georgia Bulldogs with me. I mean, um, obviously you host a program there on Fox 5, and they look like business as usual um, yesterday. Thoughts about what they have laying out uh, and for, ahead of them, Tech and then Alabama. Yeah, no, oddly enough, um, I do think Georgia Tech will actually give them a game for the first time in a long time. Yellow Jackets obviously getting the win last night, going bowling. They somehow play good competition very well from what I've seen this season. Now, all that being said, I don't think they will actually beat Georgia. No one's really been able to figure out or beat Georgia the last three years, and I don't think Georgia Tech will be that team. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it'll be a very interesting matchup uh, in the SEC championship with Alabama because so far no team has really been able to go toe-to-toe with the Dogs with the exception of maybe Ohio State. Um, I think those two teams have really become the precedent for uh, teams to stand toe-to-toe with the Dogs. So it'll be interesting, but they're getting hot at the right time. Carson Beck is starting to look like a Heisman contender, make a Heisman push rather late into the season. He's one of the most efficient passers in the NCAA and he just doesn't make mistakes. He steps up in the pocket. And my big thing with this dog team is the offense and the depth that they have. Brock Bowers leaves. He's the best player arguably in the country and you don't miss a beat. Oscar Delp steps up. Lad McConkey steps up. Lad McConkey's out yesterday. So Dylan Bell steps up. He throws for a touchdown. He catches a touchdown. There's just depth all over the field for this dog offense. And really, that's the storyline we've been talking about the last few years has been the dog defense. This is really the first season that 
we've been talking all about the offense. And guess what? It's with the new offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo, who fans were trying to run out of town the last time he was here. So uh, I, do, I do think it has been a prove-it year and a satisfactory year for Mike Bobo and Carson Beck, who have had to prove some doubters wrong. Yeah, right. shout-out to Mike Bobo this week, uh, one of the uh, nominees for the Broyles Award, which is the top assistant coach in college football. So the, that's fantastic. All right. You get that. Hey, yeah. Miles, man, thank you for getting up, and thank you for uh, being a part of the upcoming shows. Miles is going to join us uh, for Thanksgiving or that weekend getting a set for Falcons Saints. And yeah, you can do like Madden. Do you have, like, the turkey legs? Will you have those for us Thursday, Miles? <laughs> Oh, I'll have a few. I'll have to bring some down. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, man. You too, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here in just a little bit. Here is Sam and Greg on this wonderful, beautiful-looking Sunday morning. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. <laughs> On the Sunday morning, I was out there talking to Joe Patrick. Yes. We just had Harper LaBelle in here. Yeah, who's just, who's just back from, just flew in from Baton Rouge, and boy, his arm's tired. You really told that joke, didn't you? No. Yeah, you did. He was on the trip with Georgia State last night. He's telling about Oh, he got to go out to LSU, LSU and all that? LSU, right. And he brought you back something. So yeah. you and I both have received a little present today, haven't we? Yeah, but he didn't get to see the tiger. What? Yeah, man. Did they bring the tiger out? Well, they, he's got a place there right by the stadium. You go out by there, they, they keep up. They keep. He's got his own Twitter and everything, Mike the Tiger. I, I believe it. Yeah. You know they're trying to, to pull back on those, don't you? Who's that? The 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 live animal mascot. That's redundant. The animal mascots yeah. from some of these schools. Like, was it Bevo? Well, they don't the, bring them to the game. They don't. Oh. They don't bring the tiger to the game. Well, I'm saying if he's in a cage, no, he's they in can the cage. No, no, it's, it's, a, it's a habitat. Okay, it's okay. a habitat. That's where he lives. But they could have not just there I'm, for the game. I would not be surprised if there was a cage made where they roll him out and roll no, him back. They have, no, it's they like don't the, do that. Okay, well, I don't. You know, they don't, they, I wouldn't they, be surprised they, if they did that mm-hmm. in a controlled environment mm-hmm. so the fans could see and then pff, bring him back. They, they can see him when they walk in. Usually, he's right there when people walk in the game. There's Mike the Tiger in his habitat, and he's getting his three squares a day, and he ain't trying to bite nobody. <laughs> I get my three squares. I'm nice. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to. Do, let's let's. You know what? Before we get into the guys who were following us, we did. Even the Falcons are off today, but yet there is a Wade for tailgate show. We'll get into that in just a second. But yeah. we have been teasing something throughout the show, and as I give out my insignificant information, which I've done throughout the show, I've saved one of the birthdays. And I want to do this real quick here because not only is Indira Gandhi, you know who that is? Mm-hmm. That's it's her birthday. Would have been her birthday today. Angus Young. Now you're going to think ACDC, but that's not who I'm talking about. Okay. Angus Young was a. <laughs> I should have had Eric play this music coming back. Angus Young was a very famous, one of the most famous early voiceover artists. So okay. doing what we do, I okay. thought throw that. And he was the voice of somebody near and dear to your heart. He was British, but he did the voice of Mr. Ed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Angus Young. Wilbur. What <laughs> I told you. Would have been Roy Campanella's birthday. Okay. Listen to this. Larry King. Would have been his birthday today. Wow. It is 87 years old today. Dick Cavett. 
Man. Who Johnny Carson hated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. couldn't stand him. Go see the video of Johnny going on Dave's show and he talks about, well, he actually make jokes of. Uh, Calvin Klein, we talked about how today was the day they pulled that ad with Brooke Shields and they did it on his birthday. Michael Wilbon, I'll just leave it at that. He's 65 years old today. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, 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 hey. He got it. Yeah, he got his. Don't like Atlanta, but I know a lot of fa- a lot of his family members. Allison Janney, 64 years old today. Okay. Mentioned Meg Ryan earlier on a birthday mm-hmm. today. Allison Janney, Meg Ryan, also Jody Foster. Jody Foster. Jody wow. Foster is 61 years old today. We sang the Gale Devers earlier. If you weren't around for that, Jeremy McGrath. Okay. If you know motocross, you know motorcycle mm-hmm. rides. That's my man there. And uh, Jack Dorsey. You wow. Know that name? Jack Dorsey is the co-founder of Twitter. His birthday today. All celebrating a birthday. All celebrating. With 85-year-old Ted Turner. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday, Ted. It got me thinking because I wasn't born nor raised here but been here longer. Well, you wasn't born here either. No, no, but I'm saying I've been in Atlanta longer than I was in Chicago. Yeah. My question to you is, and I'm very serious, and it doesn't really matter what what you think about it, leaving Arthur Blank out of it because I think he's a beneficiary of these two guys. And I was thinking to myself, who is more responsible for the Atlanta that we see today in, 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 in different ways, but Ted Turner or Andrew Young? Wow. Um, I'm serious about that. Yeah. Well, well, each in his own way. Right. That's what I'm saying. They came at it from different ways. But the different two of ways. Them, the contributions that they have oh, are obviously, all over the city. A, a fabulous fingerprint on this city, obviously. Uh, Ted Turner, obviously, uh, with, a, with a company and created jobs. Jobs and and mm-hmm. an opportunity and post a, you know, really post the, to me it played a hand in Atlanta getting the Olympics, right? Because there was something here that caused people to focus on Atlanta. This international news conglomerate was set up here in this city, along with the airport, and I think those two things, along with some other things, helped the Olympic Committee decide that you know this was a, a good place to have the Olympics. So, of course, he had done the Goodwill Games. Well, see, that's why I thought when you said that with the Olympics, that's where I had a disconnect because he had some kind of beef with the Olympic Committee, which is why he went out and started the Goodwill Games, which didn't last all that long. Yeah, I think the Goodwill Games were were coming out of the time when the Olympics, when the U.S. didn't go to Russia. That would have been 1980, right? He was also starting CNN then. Right, right, around that time. So I think that that kind of drove that a little bit as well. And he had the influence and the cash and the folks to Mm -hmm. make that happen, so he made that happen. Um so maybe he doesn't get a fair share of, of uh, you know, attention for what he did with that. But I understand there was a gathering for him here in town last night. Um, people who had been a part of the, his, his uh, circle and people who had a chance to know him were there with him last night. So we wish a happy birthday to Ted Turner um, for all the things that he did with his team. I, I remind people, before he bought the Braves, he was already inside the stadium. If you go back and watch the, the footage, of Hank Aaron's hitting 715, and he's circling the bases. Right On the center field wall was a board, a tote board, that they change the number every time he hit one. Okay. That billboard is a Turner. Turner billboard. Oh, tur- that's right. He was, yeah. he, he was already in the building. He, had, he was, he was those- already in the building before he bought the team. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when they next time you watch that footage, Look at that billboard. It was a Turner billboard. Of course, the Turner billboards were on the interstate. They were on the interstate outside the stadium. But he had a big Turner billboard. was already inside the stadium before he bought the team. 
I just I, I just remember when I moved here and started going to Hawks games and that in, in the Omni, A, he was the first billionaire who I had ever seen with my own eyes. Yeah. And it was no formality. And he, he just walked right no up security. To you. And he walked right up to you. He Hi, would walk Hi across, I'm dead. He would walk across the floor at the end of yeah. each game amongst everybody. Yeah. I that just I would sit there, it was as if the guy was walking on water. So I'm thinking, and he's, he would like nobody nope. would do no billionaire would do that in Chicago. No, <laughs> okay. No. Where I was from. So I was just really taken aback by that. But anyway, ha- happy birthday to the dude. And you gotta wonder if you got a call from Jane Fonda today. Don't know. Who was in town this week? Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Eh, Kinds of symmetry here. So, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sam and Greg. Uh, We didn't. We didn't mention the fact that we uh, we do have the All Star Game coming back. And we didn't mention Ronald Acuna and and Otani got their awards. Got their awards this week. And Ronald Acuna. I mean, yeah. I don't know a lot of folks may say Mookie best, but when he posted the number that he posted, homers and stolen bases. You know, and we don't know when we'll see that again. We may see it again next season. We may not see it next nah, season. But the fact that we got a chance to see it this season, you know. Were you surprised that you see the list of, of people ahead of Spencer Strider for Cy Young? Yeah, okay. He dropped kinda. it like – I didn't think he'd be – he's like fourth or something like that. Yeah. I was kind of surprised by that. I was. I was. You know, but uh, shout-out to Ronald Acuna. Shout-out to the Braves. Uh, Major League Baseball working things out so that in 2025 – Coming we get, back. We get the uh, All-Star game yep. that uh, was taken away in 21 and just they took it away, but we, but we won the World Series. How about, <laughs> That's right. How, how about that? <laughs> there you go. How, how y'all like that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Are you ready for Thanksgiving? Um, it's here whether you're ready for it or not. No, 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 but are you hey, ready for it? was the holidays, you know? Yeah. You got, yeah, you got your leaves gathered up there yet? You're doing, yeah, some, stuff. doing some things like that and you just. I can't get no golf yeah. in between now and then. You can't. Hey, speaking of which, shout out to Chief Brandon. Okay. See, I, I, and and I feel bad. I'm apologize to him. He probably ain't gonna talk to me for a minute because I we finally got out there and played, and I didn't play that well, and I dis- I disappointed him. Oof. So I ain't heard from him since. <laughs> I, I, I oh, really dear. did. Oh, I, dear. I just I ain't heard from him since. Oh no. I'd be I'd just be embarrassed at my play. <laughs> speaking of which, if you didn't hear earlier, Tiger Woods' son Charlie did something that Tiger ain't done. So Tiger says, "All right, I'm getting back out there, and he's gonna be at the Baham this hero." World Championship, which he sponsored. Well, this is his event, right? But it, he says his ankle, which was the hard thing to watch the last time he played the Masters, he couldn't walk. Mm. He says he got no pain there. Okay. It's the other 15 different parts yeah, of his yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, That's thing, a problem. You know? Yeah. So, Woody game are you looking forward to, whether it's today, tonight, or tomorrow? Tomorrow, Sam, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I think. It's all about filling Kansas yeah, City for you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right. I wish we had uh, Joe. He's not in here right now, but I want to bring Eric. Is Eric still on the road? Do we, do we no. Yeah, Everybody just checked out on us, huh? No, no. <laughs> but you know what? We, we've, had, we've had four hours. It's been a while since we had four Are hours. Are you tired? No, okay. but I'm just saying we had we had four hours today. We covered a lot of ground. Well, we're still if, here. If, you know what? And if you missed any part of our show, uh, be sure and go to the Odyssey app. But not only our show, but any of the shows here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, any of the interviews uh, and guests. Because we had some great guests this morning, and one I had no idea we were going to have. I surprised Sam, and I ended up singing it to a, an Olympic gold medalist, Gail Devers, celebrating her 35th birthday today. She bet you say it 35. Yeah, she said 35. She gave me that, you know. And, and, and just, again, having her here. And the thing is, it wasn't planned, but we found out she's doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I mean, she did not slow down. I got sparks coming off her heels. She's so doing a lot. We he's... talked to, listen, we just got through talking about the Braves. We didn't mention the trade. 
the Braves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. And the, I don't care about who we got. Yeah. It's who we lost that I figure Kyle is going to be missed. Now, I ain't talking about him. I'm not talking about Soroka. I'm talking about Nicky Lopez. Yeah. I love me some Nicky Lopez. <laughs> I did. The guy was great. He, he, was, he, was a, he was a ball of energy in the infield, and it seemed like he got timely hits. So I will miss him. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. You know, the funny thing is, for the first time, I got nothing left because I ran through all those birthdays (laughs) leading up to Ted. Uh, Hang on a second. I do do have this. You ever heard of Flash and Hawkman? No. They're comics. They were first published on this day. Flash, Flash. he had a name, and then Hawkman, he had a name, and, and they were first published on this day. And Lewis and Clark made it to the Pacific on this day. They were the first European slash American um, explorers okay. to make it across the country. Okay. I've been to Lewis, Lewiston, Idaho. Lewiston? Lewiston, Idaho. What's that got to do with Lewis and Clark? Name for Lewis and Clark. It came right through this, came right through that way. Uh, yeah, very oh, much. Okay. Very much. Um, what else we got to get here to? Eric, you weren't there a second ago. We were actually trying to bring you on. To ask you about your upcoming week and Thanksgiving, and you being our producer, and thanking you for the day that you have done and for us, and we look looking for you. Oh, 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 hopefully, Friday night you go to a high school game, and the lights will stay on. Yeah, well, I'm back with you guys Thursday morning. Then I'll be with uh, Greg and Joe Friday morning. But I am leaving here right now, head straight to Hartsfield. I got to get my Thanksgiving Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because those are my days off. We're so glad you brought that up, Sam. Yeah. We got a message from somebody out there at Hartsfield. Yeah, we did. I mean, uh, that place was capacity when he got there at 5 o'clock. Shout out Mark Melvin uh, from WSB-TV News. He's been out there since old dark 30 doing live shots all, all day long. Well, and he just thank, said the thank, place. Thank God for clear. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> so, so he said the place is packed. But you, you know what to do if you're going out there. You're going to be ready for it. And anybody that's going out to the airport, you know, pack your patience and uh, do anything you can do before you get out there. Be sure and do it. Wade Ford Tailgate Show. Yeah, I said it. The Wade Ford Tailgate Show, despite there not being a Falcons game today, is coming up in just a minute. Want to remind you, though, that in case you can't get in front of a television, we have got NFL action. Cowboys in Carolina first, pregame at 1230. Kick at 1, followed by Tampa Bay at San Francisco. Then Minnesota at Denver. The game that Sam and I have been talking about throughout the show, Philly at Kansas City tomorrow night. We have it for you right here. 7.30 pregame, kick at 8.15. And while I'm at it, Tuesday night, the Hawks begin a back-to-back matchup. Um, they are going up against Indiana on Tuesday night and Wednesday night versus Brooklyn. Both pregames start at 7, tip at 7.30. Mr. Crenshaw, yes. have yourself a wonderful Thanksgiving. You do as well. Well, you know, I'll see you Thanksgiving. I know, but we didn't get, I just got to say it to you ahead of time there. Okay. We'll, we'll be planning our Thanksgiving, and we'll be meeting on Thanksgiving yes. and yes. going from there. All right. Everybody else, thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday mornings. Wait for Tailgate Show is up next. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And take us with you in the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 